Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. And we often have the opportunity on this program to tell you the stories of Harvest Baptist Church as we feature interviews with our members and other friends of the ministry. Of course, we always want to invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. We have a very special time coming up starting this week at Harvest as our morning worship service begins at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning. And you'll be joining us for the first day of our summit meetings with Dr. Jason Ormiston. Today, as we begin Harvest Time, though, let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hop a day, Chris. Good to talk with you again today. And yeah, as you mentioned, we're very excited about this week coming up. For a number of years in a row, annually at this season of the year, we have something called Summit Meetings. It's a Harvest Baptist Church Summit, and it really is intended to be exactly what this word describes. It's sort of a high point of our year. We invite a pastor, a teacher to come and encourage our church family and challenge us with the scriptures. And so that's going to kick off this Sunday. Actually, at 9.30, we have normally our adult Bible fellowships, but we're going to meet combined in the main worship center at 9.30 with our adults and have a session. I'll tell you about that in just a minute, and then we'll follow up with preaching sessions Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then through the week, and we'll give you some more details at, about that as we finish up. But we're really privileged this morning to have as our guest, Dr. Jason Ormison. We actually have him via the phone all the way from South Carolina, but welcome to Harvest Time, Jason. Glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. So all the way from South Carolina, and you're getting pretty close to getting on a plane and heading our direction. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes, we are. I'm excited to come and excited to bring my son with me. He's really fired up about traveling, and we're excited about being on the island and meeting all the people and just sharing God's words. It's going to be a great time. Jason, you and I have known each other for a long time. I think all the way back from when you're finishing up high school. That's correct. It goes back, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Currently, you're serving in a couple different capacities, and we'll talk about your background here in a minute, but you're teaching at Bob Jones University, and you've been there for uh, how many years, kind of specializing in multi-ethnic ministry or training uh, men and women for multi-ethnic ministry? Yes, I've been there for 12 years. I'm actually starting, we're, we're well into our 13th, my 13th year. So um, it's been just great. And my teaching responsibilities have kind of changed throughout the time where it's been undergrad. And now they have me teaching a little, a combination of both graduate work in the seminary and in the undergrad. So it's been really um, enjoyable with, I, I would say, out of all the classes, some classes I just get assigned and I'm happy to teach, and <laughs> others I really, really enjoy teaching. Yeah. And the ones that I really, really enjoy teaching would be like the church planting and church revitalization classes. Okay. Well, and that fits right in with your other role, and I don't even know you know, how you divide these things out, but you're the, the lead pastor, or the pastor for preaching and vision at Palmetto Baptist Church, which is a church you and a couple others planted uh, back in 2010. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been quite an experience. It's been full of learning how to apply the passage that talks about turning over ministry to the members 
And of course, you have leaders helping with that, but equipping the saints for the work of the ministry and God's blessing in it is, is how it's happening, because there's no other explanation to how it's happening. Well, I th- think it's really amazing, sort of the link between these two ministries. You've had a burden for um, multi-ethnic, mostly urban ministry from as long as I've known you and God's used you in a couple different settings in that way, prepared you, and then you know, your burden got kind of, as I've watched it, God's expanded that to some training and it's just being lived out, you know, within the ministry. I've had a chance to be there and preach at Palmetto and God's just doing some amazing things there. Can you back us up a little bit to how God prepared you for this? Maybe even tell you, tell us about your background, um, your family and some of the preparation God's had in your life. Sure. So this is uniquely enough, my dad's birthday. He just, turned 69 today, and I, I start that way because he's had such an influential part of, in my life from obviously being my dad, but leading me to Christ as a five-year-old kid and bringing the Bible to our family on a regular basis. And it was his decision to move back to Minnesota and work at Fort Baptist Church as an assistant pastor, which led to an inner-city church plant that really had an impact on my life. And so the starting of an inner city church was um, right as my wife and I, we got married two weeks out of college and then moved back to Minneapolis from spending some time at a Bible college, Northland Baptist Bible College. And we moved to Minneapolis and, and started helping out with the youth group and just really creating a youth group from inner city teens. A lot of them were just playing basketball, hanging out in gangs, just not doing a lot of productive stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we just started reaching out to them, and we saw several come to know Jesus. And and it's just been, I, I look back at those days as really fond memories. Um, so that's where the inner city part and the multi-ethnic part came into it. Sure. Because I was thrown into something that I wasn't, you know, as prepared for, didn't know. It was just following what God was doing in my life there um, back at Family Baptist. Yeah, your dad so do you is... you want me to just keep rolling? Well, your yeah. dad has had uh, an influence on a lot of people, including me. In fact, uh, I don't. how old were you when your family moved to Minneapolis? So I was 16. Okay. Yeah, so, and uh, it, it was actually our, our return back. So okay. we, we, I lived there before and then came back, yes, yeah, so at 16. Okay. So I would have met you then, although we probably didn't connect much, but... I remember when your dad came back, I was actually in seminary at that time, living right in North Minneapolis, right in that area where the church plant happened. And in fact, I took a class early on, an evangelism class from your dad that's continued to impact me and his passion for God, his burden for, for ministry and ministry sometimes in some uh, you know challenging places has really influenced a lot of People. Your dad, in fact, uh, had been an executive, I think, some business background, and then he came back to go to seminary and be part of the staff. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah, that, that move is, is another one of those really influential things. So as a 16-year-old kid, I was used to dad asking questions about what car I wanted to drive mm-hmm. to all of a sudden him saying, no, we're, uh, we're going to move and I'm leaving the business world and I'm going to be a pastor. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? <laughs> but it was a great move. It really, really made me question direction for myself at that age Yeah, and helped me think about my own direction. So it was great. Right, right. 
So you and your wife, Heather, have how many children now? We have six, six children. Okay. And the oldest of them is married, got married in May. And then we've got a, a junior in college at Bob Jones University. And then uh, one who's 18, who is taking a gap year. She's in Ethiopia serving at an orphanage. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a 16-year-old. And then Judah is the one everyone who comes will see. He's coming with me. Okay. And then a five-year-old named Silas. How yep. old is Judah? Judah's nine. Okay. Tell Judah we're anxious. He's a deceptive nine, though. He's a big guy. Okay. <laughs> well, I heard that he's excited about coming. But we're excited to have him come along, and it'll be great to introduce him to people around here yeah. as well. It's going to be a great time for him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, so, uh, you know, you kind of your ministry beginnings, I guess, happened alongside uh, serving under your dad there at Family Baptist North Minneapolis. Um, and then, uh, you know, after that, I think God continued to expand your vision for urban ministry, multi-ethnic ministry with a church plan. Isn't that right? Yes, that's correct. So we, about nine years into it, uh, at Family Baptist, working as an ass- assistant pastor to my dad and with my dad, we, we moved to just down the road to Northeast Minneapolis and started All Nations Baptist Church. And that, that whole purpose with the name was to reach the international community in North Minne- Northeast Minneapolis, and particularly students that went to the University of Minnesota. And so that was um, a really exciting start of connection. Uh, we had, on average, around 15 different ethnic groups every Sunday mm-hmm. for worship. So that was great. And, and I hear great things about Harvest Baptist Church when it comes to multi-ethnic, so I can't wait to experience that too. Yeah, really, it's, uh, you know, Guam is in general kind of a melting pot of people all across Asia um, and other parts of the world, and Harvest represents that. I think you're going to love being here. It's really an exciting mix of people that God's brought together with a missional heart and really a desire to reach this, uh, you know, the people and care for the people here on Guam, Um, but not just here, all around uh, the Micronesian islands and around this whole region. So we're I'm excited to introduce you, and I know that God's going to use your ministry um, as you uh, bring God's Word and challenge us in those areas. Yeah. I was tracking a little bit as we were talking about uh, you know, the ministry at All Nations Baptist, particularly, I think you mentioned, with University of Minnesota, kind of targeting university students. It's been one of the themes, I think, of your ministry, uh, you know, in Minneapolis and now teaching in South Carolina. And, and I know that there's uh, a number of college students or that age group uh, that's a part of your church there at Palmetto. Um, what are you yeah. seeing? What, what How has God shaped your burden maybe in particular for that college, uh, young adult age in the ministry there? What's different maybe about this age that you're seeing now that perhaps is different from the past? Well, I'm seeing uh, tremendous optimism from the students. They, they have great, big, huge ideas on how they can change the world. Mm-hmm. And I love being around that. There, there's an element of that that they, um, in large part, uh, they haven't faced some of the challenges that maybe a middle-aged guy like me has faced. And so they think they can, they can conquer the world. And I want to actually join them in right, it and right. have that hope that, Maybe they can. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm with help. you. Yes. And so that that's something that is energizing, and I also find a, a real love of 
making connections through relationships. So the, the students that I'm seeing over the past decade have become increasingly more connected, wanting to just find out more about the person that's teaching them and also interacting on levels about struggles they're having. And they're just more relational. It's less of a lecturer, a guy standing up in front of people talking at people. Mm -hmm. It has become more of a, a friendship. And that spills into church because they'll come from, I'll teach them in classroom, and then they'll come to church on Sunday and work with us on Saturdays. And this has been really fun. And you've also had the chance to to watch, you know, the church grow over these last years. I think, did we say 2010? So uh, nine years old now. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about how God has been blessing in the church and maybe what some of the things that you're seeing in church planning and and in the life of a church yeah. that's trying to reach the community and, and disciple people. Yes, yeah. I, I think the, one of the biggest lessons I've learned with this church plant, Palmetto Baptist, was is really to trust God to open doors and just walk through those doors when they're open and less about trying to figure out how to make things happen, more of a dependence on Him and waiting on Him. Because I, I'm the type of guy that likes to plan and think ahead and, and how can we accomplish something. And many times my plans, they, they just don't happen. Mm -hmm. And God redirects them in a different way. And so I've, I've learned to be just kind of sensitive to His leading in that. What we've seen over the past nine years is we've seen an explosion of growth in the community, and that's been the result of just being here and mo more of the families moving into where, where we're located is Powdersville. Mm -hmm. And so the more families that move into Powdersville, the more impact we have on this community. Um, but it is maximized by smaller discipleship groups that we've had, and, and that's a great joy is figuring out how we can make disciples. I, I would suggest, I, I think when I look back at the church, I would say one of the biggest turning points for us is when we were able to communicate clearly what a disciple of Christ looks like. Mm -hmm. And we, we try to do this every week with just a couple simple statements, come, grow, connect, go. And everyone figures out where they are in that process. And then we figure out how to help people go from one step to the next. Mm -hmm. And then the ultimate goal is, glorifying God and sending out people in the ministry. Yeah. And it could be missions, it could be church planting, it could be so many things. We're going to... So that, that's been, I, I think, one of the keys, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe we can maybe springboard off that to, to transition a little bit to talking about your burdens for this coming week. I know you and I have talked about Sunday morning early on in that time that's our combined uh, ABFs that you're going to talk a little bit about discipleship and maybe some of the things that you've learned over the course of ministry. Could you give us a little, what's the word I want, Chris? Um, oh, overview? Yeah, give us an overview of, yeah. uh, of what's going to go on sure. in that session. Sure. So I, I want to encourage everyone to return back to the simple truth of the Great Commission and in, in a, uh, a session that I'm entitling Deliberate Discipleship. And just go back to talking about something that has become very familiar to us, which is Matthew 28, 19 through 20, and break down what it means as we apply it, and then as we look into it and say, how do I take this truth that we all know we should be doing and actually put some meat on the bones 
which is really already found in that, that passage. Mm-hmm. Make application directly from the passage. And then talk through, uh, there is a, and of course, I'm not going to give away my illustration. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Really exciting <laughs> il- yeah, you don't want to do that, right? No, no. But I've got a really exciting illustration that I look forward to sharing that I think will motivate people to um, engage or continue to engage in this process. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It really does fit in, you know, right with some of the things that God is burdening our church for um, and has been over time. Uh, so uh, just maybe rethinking what discipleship means across the board of our church family, what that looks like, how we can be effective in that. So, yeah, I know I'm looking forward to that personally, but I know it kind of hit right on point with, you know, some things I think God is directing us to as a church. So that's yeah. in that early Good. 9.30 time. And then after that, what's the burdens for some of the following messages? So I have a, I just, I love the Old Testament. Um, and it could be my time at Central, I did some studies um, in the Old Testament and have been working through the book of Psalms, which the book of Psalms is such a blessing to so many hearts when people go through difficulties or they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I get to know God? or try to know answers to questions that are going on in life that you don't quite get. I found Psalms to be helpful. And so my, my goal and desire is that on Sunday morning, I want to give us a, a bird's-eye view of the book. And then as we go throughout the week, I'm going to select particular Psalms that have been just a tremendous encouragement to my own heart and, and point us to Christ and His sufficiency through the Psalms. So it's just a, to me, a great combination of, I'd say, here's my, my little tiny goal. Wow. I would love for everyone who hears to have the same experience that the disciples did on the road to Emmaus mm. when Jesus told them how he could be found in the Psalms. And that's, that's so your hearts burn within you as you're like, man, this is great. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun study to do. Yeah. Great. We are really looking forward to that. And, Maybe that's part of our prayer that as God uses you and God uses the scriptures that our hearts would burn within us as, as we think again um, about these truths. You know, the things that were written before were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort yeah. of the scriptures might have hope. So mm-hmm. we have been praying, Jason. I want you to know that we've been praying for you your preparation. I know this is a very busy season for you. You've had a lot to do, kind of just getting prepared to come. So we're praying for that, um, praying that God would prepare your heart, uh, that you'd be able to do the trip without getting here too exhausted because we're going to flow right into things Sunday morning. But right. um, we're excited about what we believe God has in store for us. Thank you for your willingness to come out and, and serve in this way. I'm glad to come and glad to... Uh to be invited. I, I just look forward to seeing what God's doing there. I've heard so many things. As we've talked about, there, there are a lot of places where what I'm doing at Bob Jones and my time at Northland, the college I went to, I, I think I know a lot of people there. I can't wait to reunite with some of the teachers. And then I know a lot of students now that are that have come from Harvest Christian School to yeah. BJU. So it's just kind of a neat connection. We've been talking uh, at the church about a few different themes, um, but recently we've been talking in, about prayer. You know, we talked about these 40 days of prayer and maybe some specific targets of that prayer. We're trying not to be ashamed to pray in some of the ways that uh, you know, some of our 
historical heroes have prayed in in the last centuries. And there have been several movements of God that we've termed, you know, looking back on them, we've called them awakenings or reawakenings. And I think that term is is sort of a nice term. It describes this idea that I that I think we maybe regularly have to come back to where we can tend to, to personally, individually, and maybe even if, as ministries, if we lose track, we can tend to sort of start to slumber a little bit. I don't mean that in that way. I think Harvest is vibrant and growing, but I could tell you that we're asking God to do what he wants in our lives through the preaching of his word in continuing to reawaken us to the call of God on our lives, to the mission that he's given us. And so we're praying for that specifically, and not just this week, although we, you know, we, we do believe that God wants to work in this week, but maybe even more so that this would be something that God would use the ministry of his word to continue to build a foundation in our lives that would propel us you know, really towards the future and propel us to what God wants to do in the coming season here at Harvest and, and really in the mission field all around us. Um, so we're praying for those specific things for you and for you as you come here. Well, thank you. And it, it was such an encouragement to receive that note and to see what you have been praying for the last 40 days as a church. What an encouragement. I mean, you think about what God's going to do, how he loves to hear from his people, and he loves to answer prayer. We just don't ask, seek, and knock enough mm-hmm. and really believe that he will answer, because he will. But that's it. Yeah, I, that, that part of it has warmed my heart and uh, kept me going here as I prepare. Okay, great. Well, listen, man, we're looking forward to seeing you. Just personally, I'm thankful for your friendship and looking forward to renew that time and introduce you to my family, Faith and my family here on Guam, here at Harvest. Uh, they're going to love you and uh, you're going to love them. So see you in a couple days. Sounds good. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Well, and thank you for listening to Harvest Time today. As always, we want to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. As you've heard, it's a special week. Coming up, we begin at 9.30 a.m. And that's when we have that combined time really kicking things off. And then our regular morning worship service, 10.30 a.m. in the auditorium as we uh, kick off our summit meetings. And we hope to see you there. If you're not sure where to go, you can always stop at our Welcome Center, which is right out in front of the auditorium. Somebody can help you and direct you to where you need to go. And as always, you can find more information at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.